Hello and welcome to episode 281. I am your host, Mike Apps, distracted by sports, and with me as always... Uh, taking your heart one podcast at a time, David McBurney, Time Master. And just easily distracted in general, your manager fan, Michael Baker. <laughs> I swear I think about what we're going to say here more often than Wheels does when we're doing our intros. <laughs> I'm just making it up on the spot. Yeah, I'm not good at coming up with anything, and so I wing it, and it's usually bad. So there you go. Hmm. Move on. Yes, let's move on to um, things. This is like the sad topic we forgot to bring up last week. Oh yeah. Was... Rest in peace, Rie Kokodama. Yeah. Was... Did she die like in May? Apparently, she died yeah. in May. The it only became public with the release of the Mega Drive slash Genesis Mini Two, which contains a uh, in memoriam in its credits. That sucks. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that there's much more to. No, it sucks. Yeah, like for for those who are not aware of her fairly substantial body of work, uh, Rieko Kodama would be known among RPG fans for having been an artist on I want to say the first two fantasy stars and then uh, having uh, directed fantasy star four and the Saturn magic Knight ray earth and produce uh, skies of Arcadia and the seventh dragon games. So a lot of, a lot of great RPGs to her credit. Yep. And for uh, someone with uh, severe brain problems like me, uh, also uh, should be noted has has a hand in one of the couple of Sega Falcom games. She mm. was the one who did the art on the Mega Drive version of Sorcerian. At least some of them. Huh. Well, that's weird. Sega Falcom was a weird concept. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 This so, seriously so sucks. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It really sucks. It's a good excuse to finally fucking play fucking Skies of Arcadia. God damn it. Yes, it is. I have it loaded on the Steam Deck, and yep. was shocked at. Oh wow, that required almost no work to get working. Yep, Dolphin. Dolphin's pretty turnkey. Yep. Uh, it's. I mean, it's not even plain Dolphin too. It's just the Dolphin core and uh, what? What should we call it? Uh, uh, Mu deck. No. Retroarch. Uh, Retroarch. Yes. Yeah, Retroarch. So. Yeah, and being able to fast forward essentially fixes the only problem the game has that it's kind of slow. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, sure would love an official port of that. Uh, 
Yeah, I may, I may fire up. Official port that would let you, you know, speed the game up without fucking the music would be nice. Yeah, may have to fire up some uh, Fantasy Star Four at some point in the near future as well. That game's so good. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, a lot of people who played RPGs primarily had Super Nintendos. There were a lot more RPGs for the Super Nintendo. But mm-hmm. if you've never gone back and played Fantasy Star Four, it's absolutely of of a caliber of like the late Super Nintendo RPGs like uh, Chrono Trigger and FF6. I mean, I emulated it once like about 22 years ago, and I was very disappointed that it did not end up on the Game Boy Advance collection. Yep, one, two, and three, inexplicable. Yeah, especially three because three was just three. Three is a bad game. I like it, but it's bad. I mean, just I mean, just from the art direction to the explicable animations on the monsters mm-hmm. to the I'm not even sure if we can call it a plot. <laughs> um, three is the first one I played. <laughs> that's rough. Uh, yeah. Three. Three, I should point out, three has markedly worse uh, art direction, and it's the one that she had nothing to do with the art of. Coincidence? Honestly, probably not. <laughs> nope. It's not good. I mean, almost certainly. Which kind of stinks, because I like the concept behind three. Three is a game. Kind of a lot. I, if you if you did a real top to bottom remake of three that took its ideas and turned them into something. You could have a really neat game. Yeah. No one will ever do that because it's fancy starts. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the continuity between those games. It it was, it was something I really liked because being a fan of uh, playing lots of Final Fantasy before those, obviously there was no connection. And I really was like jonesing for a series like that where they take place in the same world and there's, yeah wanted something like that. I guess that's why I've always wanted to get into the Legend of Heroes games. Yep. Uh, like, each each arc has a fair bit of continuity, and the Trails games even more so. Yeah. But yeah, Fantasy Star, for those who do not recall, the first four Fantasy Stars, the continuity, I believe, goes one, two, and three are essentially concurrent, and then four. I don't remember if all of as a literal three generation game can be. Yeah, I, I mean, given that one and that one, two and like two and three are, are about a thousand years apart from one, so relatively concurrent. <laughs> uh, three also has the uh, the immortal ending line: "This city is too evil to be allowed to stand." Which I remember playing Fantasy Star 4 for the first time, and one thing that stuck out to me was that, like, one, the ultimate magic is absolutely powered by hatred, and two, that's not considered a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of a good way of adapting We Built the City on Rock and Roll to describe this, and I'm not trying to think anything <laughs> useful at this point, but give me a few minutes. Uh, I'll give you time. We've got time. But yeah, yeah. Fantasy Star. Probably don't like, want me to. Fantasy Star 1 through 3 are like historically very interesting. They're pretty hard to go back to. Uh, there's an interview. Uh, I think Kodama was the one who admitted this in, in an interview that Fantasy Star 2's dungeon designs were more complex than they had intended because the 
like the map designer on them was a new hire was really really excited and went way overboard on basically all of their designs and they did not have the heart to tell him to go back and simplify them <laughs> yeah this is the same generation as second division on square side isn't it <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah like it sounds like a time period where you would nerf a magic spell for aesthetic reasons <laughs> Climatrol in uh, Fantasy Star 2 is one of the most complicated dungeons I have ever bumbled my way through. But, yeah. And, and like, Fantasy Star 2 is another game where if you did a top-to-bottom remake, there's so many ingredients that would make for a game that's still really interesting and unique. Uh, part of the reason you wouldn't do that is that any closer examination of its story is depressing as shit. Yeah. Uh, basically, nothing good happens. I mean, it ends with the planet blowing up. <laughs> that's not what it ends. That's just part way through. Oh God, I thought that's where it ended. Jesus. No, there's there's still more stuff. There's still a fair amount more stuff. It ends with you murdering everyone who was the last remnants of the human race who were revealed to have been the problem all along. Oh, lovely. And I would say, you know, oh, I shouldn't talk about last that. Last week we had the conversation on games that had depressing endings, whether or not it was worth it. This should have come up then. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Fantasy Star 2 is that, like I said, these ending, this ending would be more depressing if, it, if they went into it more. Like, the story is underemphasized enough that it's hard for it to really fully emotionally grip you. But it is one of those things where there's a lot of stuff in there where it's, this is fucked. <laughs> this is fucked that this is happening. This is There's absolutely a sci-fi anime. Yeah, in, in a very of that time fashion. Also, Dark Force is in the game. He is not the final boss. You just find him in a treasure chest. <laughs> Fuck you, Dark Force. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, if if you want to, like. Uh, I'm I'm the broken guy who keeps talking about like oh I'm playing through all of this series at once in a row for broken reasons. Fantasy Star is one of the first things I did that with, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it's it's worth it. They they are worth your time. They're still extremely available, which is nice. Uh, the Sega Ages version of Fantasy Star One on the Switch is probably the best way to play it for English speakers in. Uh, in terms of official releases, it has because that's a first-person game, very impressive, smooth scrolling. Given the time, but oh boy, keeping track of what of mapping those dungeons is really hard. Yes. And that version has an auto mapper. Nice. I somehow managed that on the Game Boy Advance version twenty years oh, ago Lord. in a dorm room in France with no internet connection. I think I wow. Yeah, that sounds nightmarish. Uh, sadly, we did not get any Sega Ages version of Fantasy Star 2. There was a PS2 collection of Fantasy Stars that may in fact still be available via uh, via the PS3's PS2 Classics. A lot of Sega Ages games are on that. Um, neither of these are referring... Uh, I'm not referring to the Fantasy Star Generation 1 and 2 remakes which are cute and interesting curiosities. They're way better than most of the Sega Ages remakes from before Sega brought them over to M2. 
but in, in general, they're kind of inessential. Uh, they don't, they're, they're not top to bottom enough to be that interesting. Like they, they read it all the art, but, and you know, the art was not the problem. Like those games are limited, but they're still very cool looking because, you know, people like Kodama were very good at making use of a limited uh, palette. But yeah, there is a Fantasy Star collection of Sega Ages releases for PS2 uh, that I believe is available as a PS2 classic on PS3. That uh, might be worth uh, might be worth your time because because M2 was always so uh, bound and determined to include every version of the game that they could lay hands on. That version includes the English versions. <laughs> So that's another option. Uh, I forget those have some enhancements similar to the Switch version of Fantasy Star One. Not all of the same ones, but some. If you just want to make the game a little less punishing on yourself, uh, Fantasy Star Two has an easy mode that I believe increases the amount of uh, EXP and money you get from battles, which is nice because it's a very grindy game. But yeah, uh, I do want to bring up. <laughs> Fantasy Star 2 has maybe the funniest uh, version of a thief I've ever seen in a game. Hmm. Uh, for those who haven't played it, uh, Sheer, uh, who joins your party, is not able to steal in battle. You take her to stores, and sometimes she, like, shoplifts something and wanders off. And will return to your, like, house, which is your home base. That's pretty great. Uh, down to she is the only using making good use of sheer is the only way to be able to save anywhere <laughs> because there is like your uh, the base that you work for that's like the government's like control the monster population uh, and like keep track of the climate shit the place you work for is the is supposed to be the place that you can save they have a phone that you're supposed to be calling in on that's like recording what you've been doing. That's the the uh, in-universe explanation for what you're doing when you're saving. Uh, if you take her there, she will sometimes steal the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you, when you go back to your house and get her back, you get to keep the phone and you can now save anywhere. <laughs> so... Arts. It's it's a very like it's full of like cute things like that or nightmarish things like just watching as the world breaks down. You there is a part uh, there's like a biologist character that you that like is good at inflicting negative status effects on uh, biological monsters. But partway through the game, biological monsters sort of stop ha happening, uh, and you're you they're like you're you have fucking robots sent after you. And so the biologist is no longer useful. You have to replace them with an engineer, basically, because, well, you need someone who knows how to, like, deal with robots. Uh, also, one of the, pro one of the uh, more useful characters throughout the game is named after Rutger Hauer, so that's fun. Huh. Yeah, he's, he's Rutger in the Japanese version. I believe he was named, like, Rudo or Rudolph in the, like, he was renamed, like, Rudolph, which gets shortened to Rudo in the brutal four-letter uh, character limits. But yeah, Fantasy Star Two, really neat game, uh, but very very hard to go back to. Like I have, there's so much I love about it, but it's 
it's such a it's such a difficult and grindy game. So you really gotta you really gotta commit yourself. I know to that I never actually now I never actually finished it twenty years ago. I mean, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I finished the other two on that game on that cartridge. I never finished Fantasy Star two, and I never remembered why I never finished it. Um, maybe traumatic blockage. I don't know. Probably got to something like Climatrol or one of the like uh, dungeons after that. That's like, oh no, the because Climatrol's been fucked up, the entire planet's ecosystem's going completely fucking berserk. Remember uh, a dungeon that was like nothing but a floor plan full of pipes going all directions. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a lot of game, and it's yeah, like I said, it's it's very hard to recommend without reservation. But it is a really neat game, and if you can put yourself in the right mindset, it's really fascinating to look at the things that it was attempting. And uh. There's absolutely a point where a dude uh, unwittingly kills his own daughter and then kills himself. So that's dark. Jeez. Fantasy Star 2 is uh, dark. Maybe maybe just be aware of that. Mm. It's, like a, it's very much in keeping with the science fiction tradition of the that decade. It's very much got that sci-fi OVA sort of. Yeah, and, uh, and going into the 90s, because the 90s had even more crazier stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is where this is the stuff that inspired Evangelion. Yeah. Well, that and a, uh, a heavy love of a variety of 70s robot shows. And Ultraman. A lot of Ultraman. <laughs> I'm, I'm in for the, the dramatic themes more than the visuals. Oh, I mean, it's both. <laughs> but, yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of shit, a lot of shit, but yeah, uh, play a Rydie Kokodama game if you, uh, if you want to honor her passing, the, uh, easy recommendations would be, uh, Fantasy Star 4, Ray Earth, or Skies of Arcadia, all three of those hold up beautifully. Yeah, Ray Earth is really good. Yeah. I love the adaptation of it. From a from an anime anime spinoff game. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There was there there was no reason to have any hope for that. <laughs> the fact that it's good is frankly a testament to uh, Kodama and her team yeah. really putting the effort. Yeah, in. It's it's. I mean, it's beyond good. It's one of my favorite Saturn games. Yeah, and it was a launch game in Japan. That's crazy. Or at least near launch. Which is what made it so galling that it was the last game that came out in the US. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like it came out eh, about. In, in Japan, it would have been. The Saturn's like a December 94 system in Japan, so about six months in. So, pretty, pretty early, and yeah, it's just a lovely game. Uh, don't bother trying to find an original copy it costs way too much so. holy shit <laughs> like uh like most saturn games holy shit uh like most saturn games like most working design games holy shit it's expensive but um three digits or four digits uh, i still i believe it's still only three digits but 
Let me check an eBay completed listing. Uh, but yeah, please please play Skies of Arcadia as well. Join join the join the Nintendo Fun Club today, or the Sega Fun Club as the case may be. Sega. See. Uh, okay. Okay. Completed listings. What did someone actually pay for this? Four digits, huh? Uh, I, yeah, I'm close to it. Jeez. The first listing that I can see that absolutely has finished and sold uh, for an English copy of Ray Earth. $990. Plus twelve dollars shipping, so technically four digits. Excuse me, I have to go um, make an unrelated eBay listing. <laughs> you know, next time you could just like <laughs> ask me like which of your Saturn games is worth uh, essentially a house payment. I mean, because... generally it's been all of them. Yeah, yeah. It would really just be a question of what ones you still have. Ones you still have. I think I'm down to Shining the Holy Ark and Ray Earth at this point. What? How much does Shining the Holy Ark go for? Did you ever buy that optical drive emulator? I did. I never installed it, and at this point, I, I might just sell it. It's a nice uh, thing, but it depends upon how much you really uh, love that kind of thing. Well, I mean, it's like, well, now my I'm just going to play Saturn games on the deck. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I tend to like to play on hardware, which is why ODEs are enchanting to me. Yeah. Shining the Holy Ark is somewhere between like 175 and 250. Yeah. Yeah, that's not worth selling then. No, it's <laughs> it's just like I, I've been burnt with save games so much at this point. I just oh, feel yeah, like... because, it's, because it's powered by a fucking watch battery. Yeah. I feel like it's almost not worth it. And now being able to just play them portably, I just feel like if I'm ever going to finish some of the Saturn games I didn't finish, like Panzer Dragoon Saga, because the copy I had when I was near the end of the game had a disc four that didn't work at a certain point. Did you ever hear about the absurd Panzer Dragoon Saga demo that went out in Europe? No. No. It was just the first disc of the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> the game had four discs, and most the first disc was only like three hours long, so they just made the demo disc oh, the first disc of the game. Works. <sighs> yeah, I could see yeah. that. I mean, most of the, there's a lot, a lot of cinematics early in that yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's tons of cinematics like throughout that game, which is why it's a four-disc game, but it's only like 25 hours. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, R.I.P. Rieko Kodama. Uh, absolutely a legend within the industry. Uh, one of the pioneers of women in game development. Uh, you know, can't be, cannot be overstated the uh, importance she had to uh, Sega in its golden years. Yeah. Yeah. So, on that cherry note, what have we been playing? Uh, <laughs> I'm currently just uh, going through the final chapter of Outbound Ghost. 
Seems like you're having cool. a good time. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit every day, and I finally just put up Trinity Trigger because I got to a plot boss that I was really hoping that the little uh, dialogue scene at half health for this boss was a sign that I didn't actually have to beat her completely. No such no. luck. Yeah. Yep, yep, and I was kind of already out of healing items by this point. Because um, I really needed to rebalance this shielding system that they've got on their bosses. It's a generally a good idea, except even when you're hitting the weak points properly, the shield doesn't really go down by enough to justify doing it. Um, hmm. So you end up having to deal about 8 to 10 times the maximum hit points of the boss to kill it. So it's a good idea for a mechanic, but because of the way the numbers roll out, roll out it ends up being a case of it's not actually worth using. Yeah. I mean, most of these shield... I mean, some of them are just non-specific, but some of them have, have uh, specific weapon types that are supposed to do more damage. They don't here to try take more damage off unless you're using special attacks and you can only use those every once in a while anyway mm -hmm. so. but other than that a little something came in the mail mm -hmm. you never saw it coming did you <laughs> no never saw it coming except the fact that you told me or was <laughs> the, the, threatened to send it to me multiple times as yes, soon as it true. actually appeared on switch basically the, the second years you've been saying that you would do this it's true <laughs> basically the second that wheels finished persona 5 royal and realized it was incredible <laughs> yes i mean i realized it was incredible way before i finished way it. before you finished it yeah. but yeah but yeah uh, I assume you haven't had much time to dig into that yet um, I'm currently trying to raid a castle ruled by a king in his underwear I have to admit this is probably one of the best developed villains I have seen in an RPG in quite a long time, just for how much I hate his guts. Yeah, no. They, he's they're only very the good first at making one. <laughs> they're very good at making you despise the villains. Oh, yes. It's like, I, I wish, I mean, I, yeah, I wish quite a few of the games, other games I played this year had villains, final villains even, that were that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that you know, that makes the whole, like, gameplay loop a lot more satisfying when you just run into this, like, it's going to be very satisfying to finish this dungeon. Yes. Mm -hmm. You just want yeah. to want to get rid of this guy. You want to break him. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that we, we've talked about this a number of times, but I really do think that Persona 5 is hugely improved just by having actually designed dungeons. Yes. Yes. Just, just a... Yeah, the random dungeons were just not doing it for me by the end they of weren't, they weren't Persona bad enough 4. To, they weren't bad enough to make you stop playing, but they were one of those things where it's like, I'm forcing myself through these. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hello. 
Yeah. How is everybody doing? Wonderful. Good. Yeah. Um, trying to <laughs> trying to work out what uh, Tam was knocking in the chat by saying love your commitment to bad games. Uh, I don't know if he meant you. I don't know if that was a knock against what I'm playing or if he was just commenting on your commitment to play terrible games. This was like uh, 30 minutes ago. Yeah, like I don't know. Could be anything. Uh, Could be a yeah. comment on something else that you mentioned the time before, even. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just trying to keep track of the chat. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm fighting a losing battle and trying to stop myself from starting the Switch version of E5 Royal, so... Yeah, I've resisted probably for a few not. days, but it's not gonna last long. Yeah, I'm probably gonna dig into that with... Uh, do the prologue of that before I go to bed tonight. Which is a really neat prologue and a good... a good way to open things. Yeah. Speaking of uh, odd plot decisions, um, this last chapter of Outbound Ghost is kind of fun. Do um, tell. Because, well, you, you switch protagonists each chapter, mm -hmm. but for most of the game, in one way or another, you're, you're chasing after this one guy who you think might have information that could help you. Mm -hmm. Except the last chapter is from his point of view, and he has memory issues. Oh. He has major memory issues, so you are playing each scene of the game with him in reverse chrono chronological order. <laughs> huh. Including sections that you haven't seen before because nobody else was around to view it. Huh. That sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he occasionally has these brief moments where his mind completely blanks and then you skip to the previous scene in the series. Neat. I can't wait to play this game. I'm waiting for the uh, the Switch version. Yeah. Which comes out sometime this month, I think. It is its own little thing, for sure. I was going to say, should I go next? I'm going to go next. Sure, then. go for it. I've been playing a lot of Destiny, as has been the case for many weeks now. Yeah. Um, quite yeah. Uh, no. There's a lot of content in this game I haven't really played because I did just didn't I've I've talked about that it just didn't click with me early on so now I'm playing all that and realizing that there's three raids I haven't even played yet. Um, there's still a lot left so that's bad. It's good. It's also bad. Uh, but other than that, I've been playing a lot of Bayonetta 3, which I streamed on Sunday, and it fucking oh, fucking owns. Um, like, top to bottom. The voice acting, the music, uh, the new gameplay elements, the new weapons. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. It is incredibly good. So, if you like action games, don't don't skip that one. And I'm saying that selfishly because I want this one to sell well so we get a four. 
That'd be nice. Yeah. I don't know if we have much data on how well it's selling, but I mean, hopefully good. I think from what I've heard, it's like tracking to be doing a bit better than two. Which is good. Which I don't think they expected much difference. Yeah. Which is good, but also two is honestly, when you think about it, um, damn it, Joe, you're distracting me with your terrible comment. <laughs> uh, which I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. Uh, and Bayonetta two on Switch only sold like a million copies, which is t- decent enough. Except that you remember that this is the Switch, where all kinds of stuff is selling out of like out of its mind. So yeah, hopefully, probably... hopefully it can do more. Yeah. Yeah. So buy some Bayonetta. Bayonetta is good. And uh, Platinum already had a, a bomb this year, so yeah. also this, this devs need some good news. And Joe, there yeah. you don't need a Destiny three for any fucking online only MMO ish game. You just keep updating it. But yeah, I, I would imagine you. That, <laughs> I would imagine Sorry. that it's some. I'd imagine that in some phase of development probably an astral chain too because that one did better than expected yeah that sounds cool i still need to get to that one at some point that one's really like difficult to wrap your mind around it's a very unique game it's because of how much it's built around like you need to be good at controlling both the character and the like thing they have chained that sounds weird but also cool yeah yeah. Oh, it is really cool. Really yeah, <laughs> but I think before that, I uh, I want to finish uh, near Automata in terms of platinum yeah. games. And is that one? Revisit that one. That one is good. I no, like I hear it. it's a good Switch port. Yeah, it's a wonderful Switch port. Yeah. You just want the frame rate to be consistent. The frame rate is less prone to dips than a PS4 and Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a it's a fairly stable thirty, whereas those were sixties that would dip to like twenty sometimes. Yeah, I remember those issues when I first was poking around with it on Xbox, and that was yeah. that was on the Xbox One X even. Yeah, the the game of the Yorha edition. Yeah, worst fucking name imaginable. Jesus fucking near. But yeah. There's a lot. Um, there's game a, of the year on anything. There's a lot to like in Nier, and there's also a lot that really is really fucking pretentious and annoying. So, but you I know there, you there's think... a game of the year version of Far Cry Six because one obscure publication gave it a perfect score. Yeah, well, I, I feel like the, the game of the year edition has jumped the shark at this point. <laughs> yeah, game of the year edition officially jumped the shark when there was a Dead Island game. Yeah, like no, no, fuck like off. Game, essentially, no actual human being was like, "Yeah, that's my favorite game." Of whatever the fuck you came out in, probably like 2012. Well, I just remember having to review uh, Dead Island, the sequel, Dead Island Riptide. Uh, Riptide. We still don't have Dead Island Two. Yeah, no. Dead Island Two is still not out. Uh, Dead Island Riptide was like, well, parts of this are really good, and parts of this suck ass. That's the Dead Island promise. Yeah. Oh, Dead Island. 
did this come out? I'm not curious. Most of Island was randomly Googling just to find out where its zombies came from because I was trying to figure out, make a list of really improbable ways to have zombies. Mm. And my red is like, okay, it's a combination of HIV-C plus Kudu, which is a prion. I'm oh like, boy. Huh. I, I'm, I feel like my brain is deteriorating just trying to read this description. So I just want to say that Dead Island 2 is an unsung hero on in terms of games that have been eternally delayed to hell and back. Uh, it's a, and it's, by that, I, it's a different developer than it originally was at this point, isn't it? I believe several times, but yeah. yes. Oh. Uh, and, and I'm convinced that the only reason for that is that no one actually, like in terms of the reason that it's never brought up, is that no one actually cares about it. But uh, Dead Island 2 was uh, announced as a game set to be released in 2015. <laughs> Currently scheduled to be released in February of next year. Okay. Only seven Let's years see if late. Makes it. Eight years late. Eight years late. Right, right. Because next year, yes. It's all good. Has there been a game to actually beat that? It's just a little delayed. It's oh, there, still good. There, there it's still games, good. There are games that are in the same ballpark. There are games that are actually probably worse, but it's not Duke usually and, games that we have Duke. reason to believe we're in some form of development the entire time. How long did that last Duke Nukem game take to come out? That was 12 years. Okay, so yeah, that, that's the Grandmaster then. Yeah, it is, it, and it isn't because they restarted that game so many times. I feel like it's kind of cheating. It was restarted about once every two or three years. Yeah. So. so it's like... It's still the same it, it took, idea, though. Yeah, yeah, it took a while to come out, but no version like actually took that long to make. Yeah. Modern AAA games usually take about five years, four to five, four, somewhere between four and six years usually. Yeah. Uh, in terms of RPGs, anyway, RPGs are long. But, you know. uh, so yeah, what else we've we been playing? Uh, we also been playing a lot of Destiny too. Been uh, playing anything else? Uh, Legend of Heroes. Uh, just today finished the last uh, the last match in the uh, martial arts competition in the last chapter. So okay. starting to move along in that towards yeah, the end. you're gonna be you're gonna be doing like a lot of cutscenes and a lot of fights, and a few dungeons. You, you've still got a ways to go. Yeah, but getting there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I have have not. Gotten back to Mario and Rabbids and just just realized po games. Pokemon's in two weeks and it's just like What is next week? <laughs> next week you're you won't be playing this, but it is something that's that's gonna be thrown on your pile. Tactics of a reborn. Uh, oh yeah, I am yes, I am buying that specifically to put on the pile because I'm yeah. <laughs> But there's also yeah, Sonic, and depending on reviews, I may actually have to try and pick that up next week. The early buzz is actually extremely positive. Yeah, well, in that case, okay, so yeah, I will be playing that next week then. It's just a matter of waiting to see if I'm buying the Switch version or not. 
Yeah, that's that's a real like question. Of, like, it's definitely a 30 FPS game, but is it a steady 30 FPS? Then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not um, whoever ported uh, what Sonic Colors. What Sonic Colors is. Ultimate. Yeah. I mean that that part of that poor dev was uh, saddled with like five ports to do at once. So. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I don't don't really blame them for that one. Oh no, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's just that it, it was not an ideal way to play that video game. Yeah, and I would imagine it eventually got better after it was patched, but probably I haven't gone back to it in a while. Are there any impressions on the Switch version? But yeah, uh, so yeah, your your host. Um, sure am. Let's see. Joe, what do you mean? We lose Joe. Let's see. Oh, no, I was on Shenanigans on Sunday, right? Okay. Did we yeah. convince so... you to try some Bayonetta? Um, I, I'm not gonna buy that right now. Okay, oh, we'll be yeah. gifting it to you. Noted. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I was playing um Resident Evil Village, the new DLC, and so I was able to complete the new story scenario. Um, and then I was able to unlock Heisenberg in the new mercenaries levels but you need to get an s rank on level six to get lady dimitrescu and i missed it by about three thousand points no yeah i got really mad so i was like all right i'm not playing this anymore for a while um so i would so i'll last what three thousand out of how many points well you need to get i got an a rank and i had something like a one million Five hundred and twenty thousand or something, and you need like a million five eight or something to get <laughs> the S ranking to get Lady Dimitrescu. Like, oh god damn it! So okay, so it was frustrating, but not as impossible as it immediately sounded without a big no. Word. And that's to get an S rank, and every level goes up to SSS, which is like I don't know how the fuck you get those scores, but. Anyways, so I did. I beat all six levels, um, got an A rank or higher on each one, and that's how I unlocked Heisenberg, but could not meet the achievement to get Lady Dimitrescu, but that's okay. So whatever, I can revisit it at some point. Is it, though? So Nine-foot vampire lady? I, I love her. You can buy a statue of her that's like a one-fourth scale. Yeah. So, you so can do that. It costs an extraordinary amount of money. Yeah, I would never spend money on that, but... So there was that, yeah, all last month I was doing um, my Halo stream event where I I streamed about 18 times last month and did a whole bunch of horror games. So Resident Evil Village was the last three episodes. So I finished that up on Monday because that was Halloween, which was fine. Um, this month, my idea is Nintendo November. So I like it. every episode is going to be just games that you can play on a Nintendo console. So I started with doing the NES versions of Contra and Super C. Then I did some Contra 3. And then I did the Game Boy one real quick. And it's just a very bad port of 
um, Contra 3 from the Super Nintendo. So Games you can play on a Nintendo system, you say? Like on a Nintendo yes. Switch system? Certainly. Like a character action game on a Nintendo Switch system? Right, and it doesn't have to be an exclusive either, although that's... You know, the idea is Nintendo games. So if I could do the Kawabunga hmm. collection if I wanted to. Or, you know, no, let me Real's just... absolutely about to press gang you in the front. <laughs> let me just throw this out there. You could play I, and stream <laughs> Bayonetta I 1. I know. Or 2 or 3. So one of my goals in life was to beat Contra without using the 30 lives code. And I thought yeah, if I, I could... It's like, if I could do that, then maybe I'd be able to beat it without continuing and without using Dirty Lives Code. And wouldn't you know it, I made it all the way to the final boss and then died and had to use a continue. That's rough. Hold, yeah. Holding F to pay respects. Yeah. So, um, so there was that. And then Super C, I haven't played as much, and apparently I suck at it, and I just that that game has a different code that gives you 10 lives and instead of 30 but it, but then it's 10 per continue so it, it's 30 altogether as opposed to 30 or 90 or whatever and the other one and i couldn't beat it and then i played contra 3 and i hate that game that game is completely unfair i can't stand it that's three so, for super three. nintendo Contra 3 on Super Nintendo, I hate that game. It's, uh, it's not um, fair. When game. you drop the difficulty to easy, they give you less continues. How is that easier? It's not. Well, you also have fewer levels to get through. What's, what's, oh, what's going on? Oh, wait. Hollywood, thank you for 17 months subscribing. <laughs> Will is about to ask you what's wrong with you. I feel like I, I, I don't know. Need to make better content. <laughs> and yes, we yes we do need to raid soon, Hollywood. Uh, anytime we anytime we can get like at least five people together, I will, I will teach us teach you all Val the Disciple. It's a really cool raid. Oh yeah. Thinking of things that are coming out this month because we are all hosed in general. Prompt mission first. Yeah, as a release date. Fine, skipping that one. I'll pick it up. I like prompt mission. But yeah, November thirtieth, prompt mission remake. Teach you how to doogie. Uh, but really, okay. got it. Really, what? Now Hollywood just said, "Teach me how to doogie." Howser. Sure. And what does that mean? Doug Funny? Because I said I would teach them how to do uh, one of the raids in Destiny that I've been obsessed with. I'm running it three times Race a week. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, so, anyone who wants to check out my streams, of course, it's twitch.tv, Smoke and Joe Gamer, or YouTube, Smoke, Smoke and Joe Gamer. So, yeah, so episode one and two of Nintendo November are there. The only thing is that um, in the middle of my Contra stream, it disconnected. So it ended up being two separate streams. So I wanted to download it onto the computer and combine it into one video and then upload to YouTube. But yes. apparently the free programs built into Windows now will lower it to 1080p, 30 FPS, 
and create a larger file size in the process. So that's weird. Yeah. Why, so, don't, why don't you try just uploading them both to YouTube and then see if YouTube itself has a way to merge the videos? Going to be my next goal. Yeah. So that my might. question for Q and A Quest is: Are you aware of any free open source video editing programs for Windows 11 that do not, you know, lower your settings? Okay. Anyways, um, um, so Final, I did that Final then, Cut Pro, that's free and on Windows, right? Final Cut Pro? It's, it's a Mac it's program. It's a Mac it's program, and it's also very not free. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's the expensive Mac program. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we'll see. So I don't know when I'm going to stream again. I've been trying to stream four or five times a week, and... But I, you know, it's not always the same days, so it might, I might stream again tomorrow night, we'll see, and then it's usually, sometimes I, I start any time between, like, six and nine, and then usually go for about 90 minutes or two hours or so. Um, and then, speaking of Persona 5 Royal, um, now I played the original Persona 5, you know, when it came out. I got the PS4 version of Royal when it first went on sale for like 30 bucks and played it on and off since then. Um, so I thought, oh, cool. Let me just check out the new Series X and PC versions because they're both on Game Pass and they cross save and all that. So Series X version is 4K, 60 FPS. Looks great, runs great. No complaints there. PC version is just a little weird because when you... When you change the resolution in Windows, and you can tell it to zoom in, you know, if you want to make the icons and stuff bigger, apparently you have to lower that to 100% or Persona 5 will look like garbage. And I think it's a common problem, so it's like, all right, that's the only weird thing, is that if you don't change that setting, then everything just looks really grainy and jaggy and not good. But... It can, supposedly, it can run at 120 FPS, although it really doesn't look much. I can't imagine even 60 frames per second even looks that much different. I'm sorry. It does. I don't believe you. 60 does look better, but 120 (laughs) does not. And um, 4K doesn't look much better than 1440 on PC. But ultimately, I'm I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to start over. So I went back to the PS4 version and i'm 50 hours in and i beat futaba's yeah palace yeah i i I think that's a better option for you like yeah honestly yes i understand it probably looks nicer and looks smoother ish but it's already a game that if you went back and played the ps3 version would look totally it will can run probably fine like it's it doesn't need any of this power just Play it on the one where you have all the progress already. You'll be fine. And then once I beat that version, then I'm probably going to want to do New Game Plus and stuff in that same version. So it's like, all right, yeah, yeah I'm really glad that it finally got ported out and it's on Game Pass. It's one of the best games ever made. And now everybody can play it. You have no excuse. Yeah, seriously. But unfortunately, there there's also no upgrade path going from PS4 to PS5, which was a total bummer. That's lame, but that's very on-brand for PlayStation. (laughs) 
it's it's one of those things like I, <laughs> I I on some level I almost understand why people are upset, but also like it doesn't really look any different no, to me in any of I'm these sorry. configurations. Yeah, sure. You don't like. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of Sony, I don't. I couldn't find it again, so I don't know if this was true. But I saw a tweet of an article about like Sony losing uh, PSN Plus subscribers, and specifically, it... yeah, PS Plus subscribers are down by like one to two million, something like that. Yeah, and the... of of a number of like forty something million. Yeah, but the tweet listed one of the reasons Sony blamed for this was people going outside. <laughs> yeah, that was that was absolutely in your investor meeting. Was it? People Jesus going Christ. outside. <laughs> like the thing is, that they can't just say people are less interested in our products because that hurts them. So it's like, oh, there's yes. a compelling interest to go outside. People um, believe that the pandemic is completely over, so they want to go outside and go shopping and. Well, I mean, outside I is the best place to be going My answer would be that I don't think that, honestly, the the number of people who would let a PS Plus subscription lapse or go away was actually heavily, was going to be heavily affected by whether they were going outside or not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and we now know PSVR 2... $550, like, what are they thinking? They're thinking that they would rather milk more money from a smaller number of people. Close. Which is kind of the same thing they did with PS Plus, because they, like, you know, they they were crowing that, like, oh, it's the most money we've ever made from PS Plus, because enough rubes went in on uh, PS Plus uh, Premium and are in getting their just desserts of hooray, I can play the next game that's coming is Siphon Filter 3. That just got really Yeah, you can play Siphon Filter 3 on my PS5. Yay, this is... Listen, I'm happy that you can... I'm happy that you can play Siphon Filter 3 because I don't like games just disappearing into the ether. Yes. The company does not care. It's just that you shouldn't be getting just Siphon Filter 3 no. in your $120 a year service every like month or so. Day one, it should have been like 20, 30 PS1 games, you know? Yeah, and they I don't promised, think we're even at that point, yeah. They promised that if you already owned the game on PS3, you know, the, the PS1 game on PS3, then you would get to play it without a subscription. And lo and behold, I was um, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Um, does not let me download it and does not even let you purchase it. You have to have a premium membership. So that could be Capcom doing that, but it's like, I think, yeah, I think it's yeah. down to like Sony is willing to do that with their games as a goodwill gesture, but like Capcom less interested in that. So, I mean, I can play wild arms and siphon filter without upgrading to premium, but that's it so far. There are 13 PS1 games oh on my PS5. God. That oh, is Lordy. pathetic. Let's see. That, that was that was a few months ago. Let's see what the, if I can find a more recent list. I don't think that number's gone up by more than one or two a month, though. No, I think it's maybe 16 now. Yeah. It's, they're like, it's really sluggish for a... a uh, 
for a feature this expensive. Like there's like the PS Plus, the PS4 games are getting a lot, but you know that's the ones that you get in the PS Plus Extra tier. Like the premium tier is basically just the old games. It's just PS3 streaming from the cloud and PS1 uh, classics. Yep. Yeah, and technically PS2 and PSP games are supposed sure. to be included in that at some stage, but I don't think any of them really have been at this stage. You can play uh, the PSP version of Super Stardust, which is not good. I don't know um, why that was. Yeah. I don't know what their, what their thought process was there. Okay, yeah, basically the PS2 games are all just the PS2 on PS4 games they already had. And nothing else. So you can play Fanavision. You love Fanavision, right? You don't. You don't even remember what it is. What is? Um, what are we? What? Fanavision was a launch PS2 game. Uh, launch PS2 puzzle game about blowing up fireworks. It sucks. Sounds shitty. Yeah, and then on Sunday I already talked about um, the new Saints Row. Playing that. Yeah. That's fun. Um. Okay. I honestly, I got exactly what I wanted and expected from that game so far, and I'm happy with it. So, Saints Row. Yep, it is. I, I need to. I need to report. There are 15. Oh. Two of them are Worms <laughs> games. Ah, oh, Worms. <laughs> I like Worms, but one Worms is one of the most abundant games in the universe. It is on everything in 90 permutations. And two, two of your two of your 15 representatives of the PS1, a system with thousands of games and many classics, two of your 15 games are fucking Worms. Jesus. Worms Armageddon and Worms World Party. Oh I don't know what Sony is Worms thinking World Party Time. Excellent. No. Sorry, that was terrible. Terrible joke. Apologize. I'll see myself Shwing. out now. There are eight PSP games, and one of them is Toy Story 3. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that's, that, that was a game that people consider a cult classic, but, like, that is the last version anyone wants to play. I'm, I'm I like Toy Story on the Genesis. I do, too. I think it's cute. Also, it the sound clips... Also, the sound clips live in my brain forever. Yep. Ow. Uh, also, inexplicable. There is a Locoroco game, but not Locoroco 1 or 2. Does anyone remember Locoroco? Is that, has like Locoroco. Remember Loco? Well, I, I think I played Locoroco Cocorico on. PS3, and then I did get Loco Roco remastered on PS4. Yeah, those are neat games. Yeah, in inexplicably, the only Loco Roco on PS5 at this stage is Loco Roco Midnight Carnival, which is uh, why. I yeah, I just I don't I don't I do not understand what happened here. So Sony's slacking off. Because they yeah. can, I uh, guess. Like, hopefully they'll start feeling like they've there's a fire under them because PS5 sales are slowing down to a degree. It is about it's tracking at like four to five million less than the PS4 was at this point in its lifetime. And I'm starting and it's not to see supply a lot. issues anymore, right? Not completely. I'm starting to hear a lot more reports of people finding them. Okay. So. 
Well, it's been two freaking years. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're heading into the economy we're heading into, it's just gonna get uglier. And like, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully this lights a fire under basically everyone because they all need it. But especially uh, with my current feelings on the PS5, hopefully, uh, hopefully they lights a fire on them. But right now they're just. Hopefully they make it. They're basking. Uh, they're Something. basking in the adoration that was inevitably going to be given to God of War Ragnarok. I don't personally care, but uh, people seem to like it. I didn't mean the previous one. I, I did not finish God of War 2018 because I got about 10 hours in and I was like, yep, I see where it's going. I don't Boy. care that much. <laughs> Boy. 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 Good performances. Gorgeous looking. I I just don't. It's better than the older ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Because, like, I would honestly rather play Devil May Cry 2 than God of War, so, you know. Wow. I, I do not think that. highly of God of War as a mechanical experience. Yeah. Nor as an aesthetic one. <laughs> Technically accomplished, but yeah. like, just it's, it's, it is Mortal Kombat to Devil May Cry Street Fighter. And not the good Mortal Kombat's. Yeah, no. When I whenever I say that, I always feel the need to clarify. I mean that in only the meanest way possible. <laughs> speaking of um, speaking of hardware manufacturers um, mm -hmm. and them needing to step up. Well, okay. So we a while back we did get the news about the new Nvidia graphics cards. The forty ninety is ridiculously oh, expensive. Lord. You need a full tower case. You need a thousand watt power it's supply like seventeen hundred dollars who are they expecting to buy this exactly uh, so you would think so amd has been teasing a big announcement for november 3rd which was yesterday and you'd think maybe they'd be trying to go into the mid-range and so far no they're um they're a little bit cheaper they're they got two new models that are going to be um like nine hundred and a thousand dollars and, Why oh. does no one get hardcore into PC gaming anymore? <laughs> so, uh, and they're changing their whole naming scheme a little bit, which is oh so. Is it the, less confusing? No. So before you had like 6800, 6900, then you had the right. XT models, then they added in the 6750 and the 6950. Fine, what? but now it's oh no, it's it's 79. 100 XT and 7900 XTX. Like, why? So, Deeper. maybe next year we'll see a 7800 XT for 800 or 700, but who knows? I think I would weep if I spent that much on a GPU. Um... For instance, yeah. of what are they thinking? Who the hell... They're the target they market, and they're all going to end up on eBay anyways. Yep. Chasing they're all going to end up on eBay people. at double MSRP. <laughs> just chasing white whales, hoping that a uh, like high prices for low quantity will work out better. Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's the strategy they're chasing, and I don't. I'm I'm glad that I don't care that much about being up to the minute on PC gaming because it's a uh, hellscape. Um. Yeah, uh, no, no one. The only one that's 
seemingly currently even pretending to chase the middle, the quote-unquote mid-range for PC gaming seems to be like Intel. Intel entered the GPU market, and they've got a card that's on par with a 3060 Ti and selling for under 400, if you can find one. Like and... that's that's something that like you could reasonably expect a human being might purchase. That was not right. someone who essentially doesn't ever have to think about money. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I wanted to bring up something that was uh, in the news that only I care about, but I care about it enough for everyone. So, okay, do tell. Uh, there was a rating, uh, like recently, the game Ghost Trick was rated in Korea, which means it's probably going to end up happening at some point. Those I who don't vaguely know... remember this title. Why do I remember this title? Ghost Trick was a Capcom DS game from uh -huh. the writer of uh, writer and director of the first four Ace Attorney games. Something uh, something Ghost Dog was involved. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Uh, you had there was in fact a Ghost Dog that was your ally in that game. Okay. But basically, cool. it was a really neat uh, adventure puzzle game mm -hmm. where like you would be caught in. Like, each stage, you were sort of caught in a time loop and needed to uh, find a way to prevent someone from dying by interacting, like, moving, finding ways to move between different parts of the environment and using the, uh, using whatever things in the environment you could to keep people from dying. And it was, it was really charming. It had gorgeous art, great animation. Uh... And nobody but me and seven other people played it, but all of us adored it. So I tried a demo of it. Well, it was neat. Just Googling it right now, I have a list of 50 ratings, 49 of them five-star. Yeah. It's... One of them a one-star, and obviously somebody who has no taste. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. If it, My suspicion would be that it's going to just come out on everything. Like, the, the rating... The rating in Korea is for a PC version, but, like, that's probably just the tip of the iceberg. I would suspect it's coming out on everything. Uh, and yeah. it's one of those games that, like, it was DS 3D, but it's a very clean-looking game. Uh, so it should upscale in a really great fashion. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and it's, it's super stylish. It's super gorgeous. It's got great art and music. It's got a really charming story. Uh, just absolutely wonderful, and I would even recommend it to Wheels, even though he does not like Ace Attorney games because it's much less text-heavy than those. Even though it is still quite, it's still quite talky. Yeah, I tried. I tried okay. a demo of it. Got someone visiting in here who'd like to say hi. Hello. Hi. Would you say hi? No. Oh, now she's shy. Konnichiwa. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. Go for it. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hello. 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 Okay, you can Google now. Okay, now you need to go get ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, she just wanted to say hi. <laughs> that's always nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, just this is just my recommendation. Should that port come to pass, which again, once it's been submitted by places to get rated, the odds of it not happening are. Quite long. Uh, everyone should play this. It's it's a wonderful game, real uh, shining star on the DS. And it was one of those games that I've 
that I was just recently lamenting to a friend like two weeks ago that it was no longer playable on anything. Uh, it, it had a phone port back in the day, but I don't believe that that version still functions. Certainly in iOS. Certainly it not, not on, on iOS. Yeah, there's no way. Possibly on Android, unclear. But it, it's a wonderful game. Please, please play it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to talk that up because I fucking love it with all my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have our little niche items that we love. Mm. Oh, that from I forgot. They're... Speaking of little niche niche items you love, I forgot I loaded up Resonance of Fate on the Steam Deck. And that was a wonderful that, that was a wonderful blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Except I started it up and then realized it defaulted to Japanese voices, so I had to restart it. Aww. I was going to. I love the English voice cast. I was thinking about how I wanted to replay the Dragon Age games, and I was looking at like, well, how do they like? I was thinking if these work well on Steam Deck, that might be one of the things that pushes me to finally eventually get one. And then yeah. I looked it up, and they all run like shit on it. Of course. <laughs> They're, they're super fiddly to get running. 3 doesn't run at all. Uh, none of them seem to recognize the controller, and Ugh. half the time they run badly, apparently. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, now those games, I think, can run badly to begin with, even on yeah, good hardware. But... <laughs> I tried playing 3, I'm sure, because Frostbite... <laughs> I think so, 3 uh... probably should be able to run fine, but like they would have to actually do some degree of bespoke yeah. patching to make it so and they don't care to <laughs> yeah, like um i did try to play dragon age origins a while back and it's like sure. yeah it it ran and it didn't crash or anything but it looked kind of weird and then um i haven't played two in a long time but then dragon age inquisition i mean if you can somehow get it to run at 4K at 60 FPS on a good PC, it is a beautiful game. It is definitely worth playing. But my God, like I don't know I'd what the fuck. I'd rather run it lower resolution. That. I'd rather run yeah. it and have it look worse and play better. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm definitely the sort of person who, like, when I saw that, all I was like is maybe I'll just like worry about picking up an, an Xbox Series X and just play those on backwards compatibility. Yeah. So, I what I can tell you is on Series X, Dragon Age Inquisition does benefit from FPS boost without reducing the visual quality at all. So, it's actually superior to the PS4 version now. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, like that's nice. I I personally, it does not matter to me. Like, uh-huh. it, it's not like if the game is not like it, we have very different philosophies philosophies for me. Unless it's like a character action game, and even then, I'm pretty forgiving. If the game is not fucking up, I will accept a 30 with drops. <laughs> that's just yeah. that's just how I, mean, I go about things. that. Was fine in the original version of DMC too. Is that hello? The non-HD version of that was 30, wasn't it? Uh, DMC. Uh, DM- do you mean the DMC, DMC Double Yes. 
Yeah, that was 30 FPS. There were a lot of people that were very upset about that. Personally, I thought that it played fine at that frame rate because it was, you know, built for that frame rate. Yeah. But the newer version oh. is much better still. Yeah, but that's because of a lot of things. They yeah. About it. Yeah. That game's not bad, guys. People are too mean to it. Um, They're extremely mean to it. But yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, Dan. Uh, yeah. I'm on my phone, so if there's weird echo, I apologize. I will jump out because I'm messing with that whole uh, computer thing you guys saw. I despise computers in all their forms. Um, yeah, that looked oh, horrifying. Java. <laughs> it's not Java. It's JavaScript. It's a separate language. Well, Don't make me um, go into this. <laughs> I was trying to be funny I and know. nobody laughed. I said... Fatal Java is what happens at the end of the night at Dunkin' Donuts. I appreciated it's your joke. The coffee they were going to dump out, and then all the employees yes. peed. I did not comment, but I appreciated your joke. <laughs> yeah, right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to move just, on. That was just me trying to launch Discord. I lost every single computer setting and every single program setting. Oh, that's bad. Uh, that's yeah, that boring. sounds yeah. like you got something way bad under the hood. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been and I've been like troubleshooting for a couple weeks, so I finally just nuked my my uh, SSD C, my SSD drive. Yeah, no, my my guess from that would be like some sort of horrible data corruption on an OS level. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not not good. Not yeah, good. not ideal. Uh, I advise uh, deleting Windows and installing a nice, clean, fresh copy of Linux. You don't actually believe that. No, not really. Year of the Linux desktop, never. Um, oh, I enjoy, I love me some Linux, but you have to know what you're doing. That's why I'm saying year yes. of the Linux de desktop, never. Yes. I used, um, I briefly used, a, uh, what was it called? It was Linux Mint or something. Yeah, that is not for you. <laughs> I know. You, if you ever use Linux, it should be Ubuntu or nothing. I used Linux Mint, and it was very similar to Windows to a point where I'm like, I'm just going to reinstall Windows. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the dangerous halfway house with a lot of very user-friendly versions of Linux. But at that point, like, why would they not just use Windows? And the problem is there's not really an argument to the kind of person who wants a user-friendly experience to use Linux because it's yeah. all about user customizability. And it's a better development environment than Windows for... Oh, yeah, so, 100%. Especially for someone like me that does a lot of web and Java stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I don't think there's a... Place. I remember Cinnamon, by the way. analogy that I read in comparing Mac, Windows, and Linux to airline seats. <laughs> and it was talking about this and that and this thing and finally it was like and Linux it's very comfortable you can do this you can do that but one caveat is that you are given this wrench at the beginning and you have to adjust your seat manually using the wrench and yep that's about how right how you pipe up this wonderful seat and how it feels first thing anyone ever asks you when you talk about it is wait what's that with a wrench yeah I mean it's, it's going to take a you're going to be moving that wrench around a lot yeah, but yeah, it's uh, more hands-on than most people are willing to work with. Yeah, the repositories people... and the dependencies and the. 
Oh, now my Wait, path is if, fucked. Um, you don't have to deal with that. any of the comments yet? No, let's do that. Let's do comments. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was about to try to push us to. completely ran out of time. Yeah. So, last week we forgot to... We, we realized this comment was here, but forgot to actually get to it. This one's from Crawl. Have you ever started a game intending to 100% it? If so, why? If not, what would make you do it? Uh, start it okay. intending to? Yeah, mm. starting the game with the intent to 100%. I very rarely play games on a system that allow that actually even has percentages and trophies. So... I, I would I would include things where it's like, oh, I'm going to do all the side quests and super bosses. <laughs> okay. Even then, not always. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I these just get crazy. I can't think of a game I mean, where I've I did that from the beginning. Like I kind of did that in Resonance of Fate after I started it, just because the side quests were actually really good and had more story and stuff. But I can't, yeah, I can't think of anything where it's just like, yeah, this game I just picked up, I'm going to play the entire fucking thing. All of it. Every little bit. I Not... might, uh, I might be intending to try to get everything in P5 Royal on Switch, but that might be cheating since I've played it before. <laughs> I, I might actually 100% outbound Ghost, except for the fact that I started this game like a week and a half before they had implemented the trophies. So I'm counting here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten trophies that I should have, but I don't. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's... I, I completed them before they were implemented, so they're not flagged. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel and personally like, oh, nothing but antipathy for trophies, so I, I would refuse to get those out of spite. <laughs> I mean, the closest yeah. I came to caring was on Pokemon Black 2, White 2, just because it was fun to mm -hmm. some of these things. Like, okay, I'm going to take down the Elite Four with an all this particular type party. Let's see, let's see how I can do this. Okay. Yeah, the closest I can think of is when I started playing uh, Natural Doctrine's multiplayer. I pretty much decided right away I was going to 100% the game, and that was mostly because I almost had all the trophies already. <laughs> It's just like, well, I'm gonna get all these get all these multiplayer ones while there's like twenty other people playing. And I can still get them, so and I did and terrorized some people because I knew way more about the game having started it a few weeks before it came out. So that was fun. I just I just get um I get kind of obsessive just with From Software games and Resident Evil games for some reason. Um, that's not to say that I always end up with all the trophies, but it's like with Elden Ring, it was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep... You know, after I beat it once, then I went back and did some more side quests, found some more bosses. And then when I realized just how quick it would be to play through two more times and rushed to the game to get the other trophies it was like all right well, let's just go for it um and then i really wanted to get all the achievements in resident evil 2 remake resident evil 7 resident evil 8 and there's some that it's like i probably will never get so but trophies are bad but i did platinum dark souls 1 and 3 and bloodborne so uh the blue barn 
and I platinum the Resident Evil remake remaster on PS4. Sure. And that was a that was a pain in the ass because you after you beat it on what Capcom calls normal, then you get an even harder difficulty, but then you also have to do real survival mode, which is the hardest difficulty, no aim assist and item boxes are not linked. Sounds unfun. And then then you have invisible enemy mode. Okay. So enemy so zero after, mode. So after six or seven playthroughs and you've memorized enemy positions and, you know, then I was able to do that. Um, and then for added fun, you don't have to actually do this, but there's, a, there's another mode you unlock where Forest has a bomb straps to his chest and will chase you throughout the entire mansion and if he grabs you it blows up and you die who came up with all these modes what the hell but you Guy don't have to beat it what, what game are we talking about <laughs> resident uh, evil resident remake evil. Forest Gump, the evil movie or what no okay resident evil remake heard... remaster i just heard forest <laughs> and run i'm like run 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 away run from forest, forest run, run. Run away from Forrest Forrest was the guy who got pecked to death by crows. Forest Bay Area. And One dangerous the, zombie. And in the director's cut mode uh, version of the game, he actually gets up and tries to eat you. And yes, it's crazy. He's, yeah, One Dangerous Zombie is a very rude mode. So, yeah. And then, uh... And then, no, the Resident Evil 3 remake... I missed something. I don't remember what I missed, but it's like, I, God damn it! I unlocked most of the stuff, including Infinite Rocket Launcher, Infinite Assault Rifle, and I swear I beat that game on Inferno, with, and it was a pain in the ass, but I still missed something. I missed one or two achievements, and I don't know what they were, and I'm mad. Um, Resident Evil 2 Remake... Yeah, the the RE2 remake, you have to get an S plus rank, which means you have to beat the game on hardcore in like under two hours or something without saving, without dying, uh, without using healing items. It's, it's something totally ridiculous. Yeah. I so I got an S, but I did not get an S plus. So, it's stupid. <laughs> Hang on. So there you go. Oh, and then um, because I love Symphony of the Night and I'd already played through it a bunch of times, when I played through it on the Xbox 360 version, it was like, yeah, I got to get all those achievements, and it actually wasn't that hard. So there you go. Um, let me just see here. Mm. But yeah, uh, fuck trophies. I'm not talking about trophies. Um, <laughs> personally, like I've occasionally set out to hundred percent things, but usually because I want to. Uh, understand something that I feel will only be uh, clear when I've experienced everything there is in the game, or in uh, 
the case of when I decided to do everything in FF10, it was because I had determined that I wanted to never feel fondness for the game again. It worked. <laughs> Talked about this in the past, but Final Fantasy 13 on PS3 would have been my first platinum trophy, except I missed that one trophy that you have, it says held every item in the game and I'm 120 hours into the game. I'm in the post game. I'm farming the Longuiz to get the, um, to, to make all the ultimate weapons. And that's when I found out I had, there were three items that I could not possibly get because you would have to either upgrade in a, a different item that no merchant sells and I had sold all of them. And then there was another item like I could have downgraded from something else, but again, I didn't have it. So that's a dumb you didn't achievement. Have, yeah, you didn't have to have all of them at the same time. It's just that at some point in time, you had to have had it in your inventory. But there were, yeah, there were items that you could not get without upgrading something else, and no merchant sold them or but none dumb. of them. Yeah, so don't like that's a dumb trophy, and trophies are dumb. Um... Yeah. So, and that was like, man, I did all of the post-game content. I did all of the trials of Titan or whatever in the uh, Grand Pulse and blah blah blah. All those quests, and you had to get a five-star ranking on all those stupid quests, and you had to fight the goddamn Tonberry and the goddamn Cactar, and I missed the stupid trophy. <laughs> I got bored in Chapter Eleven because the game stopped pushing me to do things. So. I never finished. Um, let's see. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for for replays, I'll sometimes set out to do everything just because it's like, well, I really liked that and want to play it again. But more so. It's an unimpeachable logic, if I do say so myself. Um, and I it's do. something like dodging the lightning bolt 200 times. Nah, there's, there are things that just not <sighs> worth the effort. Like I said, I did that in FF10 specifically to make myself never want to play it again. Yes. And it worked. Mm. Although it wasn't, the, it wasn't the lightning bolts that made me completely unwilling to, again, lightning bolts suck, but they're not as bad as the chocobo race, and they're not as bad as, or at least I don't find them as boring and irritating as the butterfly chase. But what of Blitzball? Oh, Blitzball is a is a pox bomb reality. Um, wow. I don't I don't have a single kind word to say about actually the experience of playing Blitzball. Just miserable from top to bottom, and actually getting all of like getting the world champion Waka's Overdrive takes. If you're not gaming the system, it takes like 40 Blitzball games, and it's the most boring thing in the world. If you are gaming the system, it takes like 20 Blitzball games, and it's the most boring thing in the world. Uh, 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 okay. This is our question. Have you got a new qu uh, question from someone who has not asked us questions before? Yay! comment under one of our episodes by Silktail. He's bringing up that you can still buy things from the 3DS and Wii U shops if you still have any money left on them. Uh, and they won't be 
gone until next March. Good and they will go into a re-download only situation. Uh, but you can't add more funds, so you're kind of hosed if you don't already have that. However, you could link up a Nintendo ID to your devices and give the spare change to uh, Family Switch if you like. Uh, or maybe move some to the uh, thing if you're short, apparently. I did notice that they seemed like you could still buy 3DS games from the Nintendo website. Don't know if that actually there's, still works or not. There's some weird chicanery that you can apparently get up to. Yeah, uh, they said, I've been adding odd virtual console games onto the Sunday backlog myself. So how about you? Any 3DS or Wii U games on the backlog that you still plan to go back to? I feel like Gaijin's going to have the most on 3DS games. Uh, I still have a 3DS backlog. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, like a month or two back, just to round up the, the uh, price and get another stamp on my point card, I got a 500 yen copy of Pokemon Sun. That's a good game. I mean, Pokemon Sun and Moon are 500 yen each regular. A Pokemon Diamond bear, no box or anything, was like three or four times that. Okay. That's nostalgia for you. It's a nostalgia, and also the, um, I mean, the Ultra versions drove down the price of the original Sun and Moon. Oh, that is Whereas, whereas the... Uh, we, and whereas the Switch remakes of Diamond Pearl actually increased the price of the DS games. <laughs> That's weird. To the point where it's at least equal for resale. That's weird. Yeah. Which just goes to show you exactly how well received the remakes are. They're fine. They're fine remakes. People are weird. Um... Yeah, I mean, we figured out what they were weird when they were yelling about not having 10 gajillion Pokemon in Sword and Shield. Oh, God. No, that's not There's only so much that. memory space, dudes. There's only so much that makes sense. Only so much like, QA yeah. time in the world. I, I really do think that, in many ways, not having all the Pokemon, especially for the... Like, the weirdest part is that a lot of those were the people who were really into, like, competitive Pokemon, and honestly, having subsets of the full decks honestly makes for more interesting, like, competitive meta games than having everything be a free-for-all in every fucking generation. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, let's see. But, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like... Unless and until it gets ported, uh, Xenoblade X remains on my Wii U backlog as something that I would like to one day go back to. But I'm hopeful that that someday gets ported. Maybe yeah. as a late okay. Switch game or an early yeah. Switch successor game. Yeah, I have a stack of Etrian Odyssey games I want to get to someday. Maybe by the time you finish all of them, there will be Etrians on something else. Yeah, probably not. Not holding my breath. Dio Field Chronicle did not do well. Portland Cars. Oh, that sucks. You didn't even realize that uh, Dio Field Chronicle had come out. Me? Yes. I bought it. You bought it? Why? <laughs> Why? Because you told me who made it. So I was like, well, I'm just going to buy this day one to support them. And I did. You did. No one else did. No. Um... Wait, um... 
I do not own a Wii U or 3DS anymore. I don't intend to buy any more. So backlog effectively cleared. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cleared because it's ended. Yeah. Um so Xenoblade Chronicles X, yes, I would love to revisit that if it ever makes it to Switch or something else. Well, I have um, some other game that existed on Wii U that has a Switch port now that I think you should, you know, oh play God. and stream sometime. Uh, from a little developer called Platinum Games, originally published by Sega. About, I know, you're talking about Bayonetta <laughs> 2. No, I'm talking about Bayonetta 1. Oh, well, Bayonetta <laughs> was on every, is on every platform. 2 was on Wii U and Switch. Yes. Bayonetta 1, 2, and 3. I feel like 1 it will be easier to try and convince you to play because you can I've play it on it before, PC. but I... But I played the stupid PS3 version, and it well, that's good. that's that For was that. the worst version. <laughs> I know, I know that now. <laughs> yeah, um, I could probably get the PC version on that. I think sometimes it goes on sale for five bucks. I will gift it to you at some point. Fine. You can save, you can save your Steam bucks. Your fiver. Yeah. Um... I just think of like know. 3DS games I never actually got around to. I was pretty thorough on that system. Now, I had um, a huge stack of 3DS games that I just ended up selling along with the console, and that it's like sometimes I wish I hadn't done that, but like, well, I had Bravely Default, I had. Oh, that's, um, that's nothing to mourn for. Yeah, I had Shin Megami Tensei 4, I had. Um, Persona Q. Um, yeah, I had a lot of 3DS games that I just didn't play because I just don't like handhelds that much, apparently. And and then Wii U, like most of the games I... Yeah, so many games made it over to Switch, so it's like, that's fine. Um, yeah. It'd be nice to I, see uh, some T4 and 4 Apocalypse get the remaster. Those are underappreciated games. Yeah. Uh, I never beat um Pokemon Sun. I'm kinda mad about that. You monster. Yeah. Pokemon. 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 Remains my favorite entry in the series so far. Moon? Uh, Moon or Sun. Okay. Take your pick. I thought Sword and yeah, I really liked Sword, especially after they added the DLC. So I don't know what people are complaining about now because in Sword and Shield, they with never the two DLC packs, yeah, <laughs> that's what at it no, is. With, with no the DLC, you have something like 400 or 500 Pokemon or something. It's it's fine. Totally fine. No, I mean, you uh, could make the argument that it was a little light on content at launch. Post-DLC, there is way too much to do. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even really say you could meaningfully make the argument that it was light on content. No, launch. probably not. I would, I would make the argument that they should have organized where to find some of these monsters better. Probably. Because they just kind of dumped so many on you. I never actually found a Caterpie. Ever. <laughs> and I have never seen a Caterpie. Nobody in the game uses one in battle. It's a yeah, blank slot in my Pokedex because you find Metapods first. Just gotta breed one. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, just for collecting purposes, there are it's actually kind of unbalanced exactly how 
any things you can find in any random place. You should have just expanded the wild area a lot more and actually made like more definite ecosystems. Expanding the wild area seems to be kind of what they're doing with Starve. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna say I might have gotten a Caterpie in a max raid battle once. I'm not sure. Yeah, that that too. The max raids were a little. I mean, they could be fun, but they were a little disappointing sometimes. Mm. It could be. Um. Uh, well, what was the Pokemon that you got from doing the second DLC in Sword? Was it Carnifex or what the hell? Urshifu. Wait, no, that was the first what? DLC. Um, Are you talking about like the the ice guy on the horse? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't remember his name. Well, I just I remember I did the whole quest line to get him. Yeah, he's the guy on the horse, and and he could and there were two different types he could become. Yeah, so yeah. I remember doing that, and but then I remember the the guy being like, "Look at that huge noggin!" Yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That Pokemon's got a huge noggin. I think if I were like when I when I look at like three DS games, I end up thinking of games that I would like to replay more than things that I would that I feel like are backlog things. So like when I look at my three DS, it's like, man, I'd really like to play Link Between Worlds again. Please put that on Switch. Yeah. Um, that deserves way better than to be trapped forevermore. Um, Massive noggin. <laughs> I refuse to think about yeah, that. Like um, Between Worlds still has my favorite boss battle, final boss battle. That was a really good one. Yeah, it's really it, good. When you just when you realize that you're you're trying to figure out, okay, why is the boss blocking everything? How can I beat him? And then you realize, oh, I'm not thinking two dimensionally. <laughs> it's very cute. It's like, yeah, the mural goes all the way around the room, doesn't it? <laughs> Yep. Sure does. Uh, I would like Ace Attorneys 5 and 6 to not be trapped on there anymore. But I already played those. Uh, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I mostly played everything that I actually wanted to play. Radiant Historia would be nice. Perfect chronology. Oh, that's a yeah. good version, but I finished it. <laughs> It does not resolve my issue of all of the things that I'm thinking of are uh, things that I would be replaying rather than playing for the first time. Mm. Uh, 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 Go. Bois. Bois. Uh, I would uh, like them to take another shot at porting. uh, the world ends with you. <laughs> of the 3DS. Final remix is fine. It's fine. It's just, I don't know. Also, that's a DS game, not a 3DS. Game. Yeah, that's true. The um, what you call it? Well, there was Super Mario 3D Land and Super New Super Mario Bros. Two, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see all of the old Mario games make a comeback that the ones that never got ported out from the Wii or the um, 3DS. I just realized something that was a backlog game that I would probably 
that I could see myself one day breaking out my 3DS to play that I never actually played uh, through all the way. Uh, Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker. Oh yeah, I need to I need to play that. Although I finished the original DS version, so it doesn't. Totally I did come. not. So yeah. it's like, very good. Uh, it's it's yeah. So I hear it's a very different. It's got. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like your typical Shin Megami Tensei story. It's a lot different from the first one. I yeah. really dug it. Yeah, I heard I heard very good things. It's one of those things where I'd yeah. like to play it. But... Yeah, well, that's a series I'd love to see come back in general. I just think uh, you will get you will get a remaster of Majin Tensei and live with that. No, <laughs> no. Uh, you'll get, you'll get Rondo. Ooh, Rondo. Uh, I mean, just outside of um, just outside of like you know, a Shin Megami Tensei turn-based strategy game being cool. I just like the whole, uh, just the way they did it. I don't know. Ooh. All the different story choices you can make. Just kind of the atmosphere both those games create, especially too. Very oppressive. Yeah. So at some point, I am going to have to pick up a Switch copy of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yeah, that's you a should. good version. I, I, did, I got that on, on Wii U, like the day it came out and played for a few hours and forgot about it. And yeah, at some point, I got to revisit that on the Switch. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. And I will. I am slowly sorting through a lot of games, just trying to see if there's anything that is my uh, anything that I would go back for. Oh, Soul Hackers, which I never played all the way through. Oh uh, yeah, I would start way through that, especially with two yeah. out and being cool to have that a port of that. They're very, they're basically unrelated as far as I can tell, but yeah, they got a I mean, cool. They're aesthetic. both cyberpunk. Yeah. Yep. They're just they, from they different are. generations of cyberpunk. Pretty much. Yeah, that was, that was not to dig a dig on either. It's just one of those things where it's like the people who have not played Soul Hackers should not feel like they're going to miss something yeah. if they start Soul Hackers too. Yeah, no, I just I just think people would will be interest would be interested in it. Yeah, there's there's no reason that that shouldn't be available on those things. Uh, Soul Hackers, uh, that's one of the ones that yeah I got partway through and I need to go back for. So I can see myself going back and po polishing off Soul Hackers. Uh, what a white whale of a game. But yeah, that's, those are the things that I can think of where it's like, oh, I never played those, and I would, or I never finished those, and I would go back for it. Mm. Yeah, that hits our... Um. Some doofus on Amazon is trying to sell a new 3DS XL renewed for $800. I mean, more power to him if you can find someone full enough to do it. That is ridiculous, even at the elevated prices for 3DS stuff. Yeah, it's just someone who's fishing for a purchase. Yeah. That or laundering money. 
Uh, first, someone has to actually buy it for it to be a successful bit of laundering. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, you set it up so that somebody who is trying to oh, launder yeah, the money through you, you would want a, you would want a less suspicious item than an eight hundred dollars or yes. <laughs> oh no, they they used to have an issue with um, Kindle publishing where people would put up like five hundred. Um, they'd put up books full of just random words and sell it for five hundred dollars. Great, love it. Um, and use it as money laundering because they would like steal people's credit cards and purchase these things. Oh boy. Um, and get just um, convert the stolen credit cards over to their, um, whatever percentage they're managing to make off of that. Which at five hundred dollars of volume would be quite a bit. Um, so. Yeah. Yep. Pretty sure they stopped that. They managed to put a stop to that, but I'm not sure if they did. Yeah, they've got a lot of reasons to want to stop. Uh, I wanted to hit up, uh, we don't have much, I don't think any of us is going to have too much to say about this uh, question, but since it, I didn't want to ignore it, I wanted to bring it up uh, in the podcast section, uh, Berserk Alucard asked, can you guys on Q&A Quest or any other people in here discuss any podcast recommendations you're into, I get the idea from the talk on Tcast this week. And yeah, I was just going to say, I can't really bring up any, like, I, I'm so immersed in video game at basically all time. The podcasts I listen to tend to not be video game like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, there's a, they, uh, for anyone in the Discord, Berserk uh, Alucard had a list of podcasts a mile long that all seem like they're probably pretty good, so... Uh, if you've got uh, some to contribute to that discussion, maybe talk about. Yeah, I recommend Video Game Apocalypse, just the one I usually listen to every week. Uh, it's got some people working in the industry and used to work in the industry on it, and they're really funny. And also, uh, fellow RP gamer uh, Red Rock also listens to the show, and you will occasionally hear her comments read. <laughs> <laughs> just funny. Always, always it's what it, it yeah. It was funny because it's like we. I didn't realize she also listened to the show, and I she sent in like an audio answer to one of their <laughs> weekly questions, and it's like, why does that voice sound familiar? Wait, Red Rock. Wait, oh God. Oh, I was just yelling about Dark Souls in front of her. <laughs> Dumb. That was before they they did uh, backtrack, but yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really the I mean, only one I can recommend other than um, uh, Retronauts, although I haven't listened to Retronauts in a while, but there's tons of really good that's, old that's episodes. That's very much one that... of those I pop in when there is a subject I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. But yeah. That's that's about all I got. I will be right yeah. back. Most, uh, most of the podcasts that things about weird trivia or people bullshitting for no reason, which explains a great deal about how I conduct myself here. <laughs> uh, bad. Uh, does anyone else here listen to podcasts? No. Don't, didn't think so. I want to know Brian needs a friend. Who doesn't in this day and age? I mean, seriously, I need more friends. Um... Why can't we Actually, I don't even listen to the podcast. I just watch the clips from YouTube. Good I'd enough. rather watch 
Um, and then sometimes I would I would listen to We Hate Movies. Oh yeah, that can be fun sometimes when they get a real bad one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not really into podcasts now, to be honest with you. My bigger issue at this stage is that I have to like ruthlessly call down the ones I listen to because I don't have a lot of time to listen to them. Yeah. It's not a convenient time for me to listen to them. I don't really have a commute. Well, when I was on Spotify Premium, I listened to podcasts, but then uh, now I'm on Apple Music instead, and I don't. I know I can get them, but it's a little more complicated. Yeah. So. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. I think I think my brain is too dead to keep going, but that's also because I was on someone's stream for like two, three hours before this, so I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta go to sleep soon anyways. Yeah. Um anyone wanna throw out a question to chew on while we wait for wheels to get back? Um I'm I'm still rooting for a Romancing Saga Minstrel Song remaster uh, feature where we discuss who uh, which characters to start as. <laughs> uh, it can be like uh, Saga Frontier. Yep. With the with the bonus that since every character in that game has the same end game, you don't have to beat everything in order to give an opinion. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. See if I could get Matt to do Al, um, Alberts since he's <laughs> that's essentially the. If Romancing Saga had a central singular plotline, Albert would be the protagonist. He's the one who has the most obvious connections to us. Yep. Uh, who else? I'm back. What are you gonna? Who are you gonna be in Romancing Saga? Still song remastered. Um. I don't know. I'm gonna remaster wheels. Listeners, pick who, which character I'm gonna start with. Oh lord, for me. Gray. Um, oh god. Wait, you're not a listener. You're a host. You don't get to pick. I still listen to you. You're listening now. Damn it. Technicalities. Right now. The problem is you did not define the term listener. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, no, my vote is for gray. You get gray. Fine. <laughs> I know nothing, so I'm assuming he's terrible. All right, John Snow. No, it's just um, his his path in the game is actually tied to the game's uh, item synthesis system. <laughs> so he's the only character who is obliged to make at least some use of it. Okay. And it's also, Saga, so it's a out... very complicated system. <laughs> yeah. He also starts out um, on the east side of the map in the fantasy Okinawa island, and it's quite possible to accidentally run afoul of a rampaging Triceratops. First thing. Oh. Hooray! Oh boy, yeah. there's dinosaurs in this game too. Wow. Oh yeah! It's oh, got everything. Yeah, that yeah. island is famous for those things. Uh, oh. Word of warning, word of warning they, um, you need like stealth steps so that they can't hear you 
And also, <laughs> if you steal an egg, you are screwed unless you can run really fast. Oh, you do not need to steal an egg to yeah. do his opening thing on that island, but some people do anyway, and then they do not live to regret it. Hooray! Uh, okay. Um, seeing as I'm dying. I was going to say something and totally unrelated. Um, but when he said, I don't know, it made me think of, of course, the Simpsons gag where Homer pretends <laughs> sure, to be Mr. What's your Burns. First name, Mr. Burns? <laughs> I don't so, know. No. Where I'm going with this is that in the newest Treehouse of Horror, which was a sp they did a spoof on Death Note, and Lisa mm -hmm. writes, see montgomery burns and he dies and i'm like wait a second she didn't know his first name note. either what the hell also that violates the death note rules okay yeah unless his first name actually is c the same way harry s truman's middle name is s yeah no it was it's 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 charles montgomery burns because of the charles foster kane joke yeah. she just wrote c montgomery yeah. burns in it, she, and it counted it so anyways, okay, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's talk about something that's less uh, murderous than Death Note, but still a book. Okay. Okay, I guess it is time for the weekly plug. Uh, let me stretch here. I gotta get ready. Okay. okay. So, do you enjoy tabletop RPGs? Do you enjoy reading about tabletop RPGs? Do you enjoy hearing about other people playing them because let's face it that is an entire youtube genre in and of itself right now and would you mind seeing all of this in dead tree format well then we have the series for you uh, princesses of the pizza parlor by michael yarimizu on kindle and kindle unlimited available either by individual episode in ebook or in bound paperback form for collections um the ebooks actually get me more in royalties so please consider uh, so again, if you enjoy playing tabletop RPGs, if you enjoy reading about them, if you enjoy living vicariously through other people's poor personal decisions and poorer dice rolls, and wow, ain't that the truth, if I ever published episode 12, you will see this for yourself, oh dear. Um, in, in, in retrospect, seven years previously, giving the witch a rod of wonder was a hilarious idea that I maybe should not have done, but it has... Real, it's probably had the most effect of any single decision on this entire series. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm just going to put this out here. I don't think anyone has ever not said probably shouldn't have given the players a rod of wonder. It's true. It's, I've experienced it's, it. it. It's only. It's only just under the should not have given them access to the deck of many things, which I have never <laughs> in anywhere. No, at least this one does not have any actual physics, mostly any physics breaking consequences. Just a, just a very poorly timed fireball in the worst possible spot. Ah, what a wand of wonder. It's the best. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, no, no. I, no, I went with the saner list of chaotic options for one of these, for this item. I have seen some really bizarre lists. Okay, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. So yes, it's Princesses of the Pizza Parlor on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited by Michael Yarimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U, because it is easier to Google that than my actual name. Okay, that and my, my in-laws are very nice about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Okay, um, Kazam. 
Tropical Sun. Okay. So yes. Hey, if you get invested in the people playing this, as opposed to any random YouTuber, these people, these these characters are much less likely to do something horrible. So that's another advantage. <laughs> there is that. There is definitely that. <laughs> but yeah. Uh... Uh, Joe, pl plug, plug, plug once, once more. I know you did earlier, but once more. Plug again. Yeah, so uh, twitch.tv, Smoking Joe Gamer, and YouTube, Smoking Joe Gamer. All last month was Hello Stream. Um, all 18 episodes, actually, no, 17 of the 18 episodes are now on YouTube. The first one got deleted before I could archive it. Um, and now this month going forward, I'm doing Nintendo November, so just all games that can be played on a Nintendo console. So I'm still on the path to affiliate, so I could really use the follows and the views and, and all that, and that might encourage me to do even more streams and whatnot. So everybody wins if you That's watch my channels. <laughs> big money. Big prizes. Oh, I love it. Mm. Uh, That's all I got. Hmm. Well, uh, you can catch us every Wednesday on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash askwheels. Occasionally, maybe we're... I guess they don't have host anymore on Twitch. So Which yeah, sucks. just twitch.tv slash askwheels is where we stream, usually on Wednesday nights, occasionally. Uh, we'll shuffle around the nights, calendar to make sure uh, guys can be here. Which I will usually <laughs> tweet out, at least until I find a new social media platform. Yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> um, and we can also find us on Sunday nights on the same Twitch channel doing Sunday night shenanigans. Uh, where we generally play multiplayer games. Last week, uh, I just played lots of Bayonetta the three, and it was a good time. So I'd had a rough weekend. That's yeah, why. yeah. Because we we both separately were like, I'll watch, but I yeah. don't want to participate. Which is fine. You can always use an excuse to do, to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, and we also are overdue for the next adventures in platforming. But I'm going to finish Klonoa and then move on to. Other games, which will be, instead of me doing playthroughs, will probably be some more one-offs for a while until I find a game I want to play through again. Uh, but so, actually, given the timing, I may just do the new Sonic f before the Pac-Mans at this point. Uh, but yeah, maybe next week we'll do Klonoa? That would be nice. I don't know what it's like. Uh, so yeah, well, I'm gonna try and shoot for that Monday date for the Monday Monday night, maybe. But yeah, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays on the norm. Occasionally, random other days. Uh, yeah, that's it. <sighs> And I'm still working on a truly baffling and insane project, but it's not yet ready to be spoken up, so... Yes! Good. Yeah. Uh, Good. Lord. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, you can ask us questions, like, 
uh, dear friend Crawl, uh, Berserk Alucard, and new friend uh, Silktail. Uh, you can ask them in the comment section under the episode, or you can ask them in the Discord. Yeah. Which you can join by going to rpgamer.com and clicking on the community tab, which will get you an ad. Uh, there's a subheader for the Discord, and I'll get you an invite to the Discord. There's a lot of good discussion that happens there. It's a friendly community. Talk about your favorite RPGs, and you can talk about plenty else. It's, it's a nice place, even if you don't want to ask this question, but I still recommend But otherwise, uh, I think that runs us out of things to say, so see you, Space Cowboys. See ya.